I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Welcome to Duo Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so very excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who's joining us. They're a paranormal podcaster and writer, as well as news editor for Coast to Coast AM. It's Tim Banal. Yay! Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me <laughs> on the show. Thanks for being here. Tim, I do have a paranormal question for you related to the film. Are there any instances of people actually being shrunk? Is shrinking an issue? Not that I'm aware of. I don't know any. I don't know of any shrinking uh, cases. Let's say. <laughs> I guess. How would we know, though? Is that the thing? I think maybe in in like lore, in ancient lore, like fairy lore. Maybe. Sure. I think there maybe you would be like, like lured in into, Iceland into, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, like Some you eat sort of food and you shrink. I think that ma- maybe Alice in Wonderland, right? There you go. That's where it came from. That's where she exactly. invented it. <laughs> eat shit, Ant Man. Alice was here first. <laughs> Indeed, she was. I am curious to know because uh, you and John know each other. I'm curious. How did you guys meet? We met because we have <laughs> we have a mutual friend who goes to a lot of ale introduction conferences as Tim, and so I joined him uh, a couple times, and that's where we got to hang out and have uh, a lot of fun together. What are these? Man, are there yeah, like yeah. after parties at these? What are these conferences like? 
The ones that we met at were like weekend affairs, you know, it's sort of like a big conference and you hosted them. Do you still host that one in New Hampshire? No, no, I don't host it anymore. Uh, I haven't been there in a long time. But yeah, John and I met through our friend Jeremy Vaney, who Mm -hmm. uh, who uh, John knew in New York, I think from comedy circles. And then, uh, he was roommates with some of my college friends. Is how we know. Each okay, other. all right. Yeah, yeah. We don't want. We don't want to. We don't want to affiliate Vanny with the world of comedy. No, that's no, no. Just, God <laughs> forbid. Miss, Those are the real weirdos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then John uh, was convinced or was enticed to come up to Exeter, New Hampshire, with this, which yep. is this like little sleepy little New England town. Where they had a famous U event, a UFO event, like the Roswell of New England of the East Coast. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> and 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 just kind of took in the weirdness of it because it was a really weird, cheesy kind of festival with like pets dressed as aliens. Yeah, they had to dress your pet up like an alien competition. They had a lot of themed food. Um, oh, so this is more like a whimsical. There's a touch of whimsy to the proceedings. A bit of whimsy at this one. I'd been to one other one with Jeremy before that was very like um, conspiracy theory. Like I, the 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 motto of that one conference was: it's not about the lights in the sky; it's about the lies on the ground. Okay, yeah, <laughs> not so much this a one, pet. Con- no, no, this one there was no pets for this one. No, no. <laughs> but the ones in New Hampshire, I mean, they were fun. It was actually wasn't extras. That's where like Dan Brown wrote. What's it? What's that? The horrible Vinci code? Da Vinci code, yeah. And so that's yeah, like right? everywhere. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I it's sort of... is, that, is that John loved the speaker who had like post it notes all over his stuff. It was like very. Oh, uh, yeah. oh I mean, the people much... who are giving presentations that these things are nuts. I mean, there were <laughs> a lot of PowerPoint. It was sort of like the the age of the glory days of PowerPoint. And and some of the speakers would like beg people to buy them lunch. Like it was just a very weird, delightful affair of weirdos. Yeah. Yeah, exactly what it was. It really was. It was a fun showcase of weird people. That sounds great. I mean, I just got back from a Star Trek cruise, so it's yes. the same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slightly different, and, but basically the same. And actually, this all this whole conversation tonight stems from that in New Hampshire, because that's how that's almost like a joke. You were asking about the after parties. We they, we did have an after party uh, uh, <laughs> at the patio <laughs> of the hotel, and uh, at some point, it makes many drinks. the The garbage disposal scene, oh, of, uh, of, yeah, came up and just still highly Was dramatic. It <laughs> yeah, and then I and then about a, about a couple months ago, I was watching TV. I think I was saw an episode of Modern Family that had something to do with the garbage disposal, and it all like it was like. <laughs> and, and of course i had been drinking too that that night as well well you got to for modern like, family yeah so i got on the facebook and i was like john Flynn, when in the fuck are we gonna talk about <laughs> the incredible shrinking woman on that on that podcast thing you have so here, here we are a fair question mm-hmm. but here we are indeed we, well, are, we, might exactly. as well get, we are indeed here to discuss the incredible shrinking woman john What's the deal with the Incredible Shrinking Woman? Mark, let me tell you the deal with the Incredible Shrinking Women. It was directed by Joel Schumacher, his first movie. It was written by Jane Wagner as a parody of the science fiction film The Incredible Shrinking Man. And it tells the story of Pat Kramer, who leads the typical American dream lifestyle, with her husband off at work as she raises her two children in suburban California. But when Pat gets poisoned by the chemicals in her household products, she shrinks to a tiny size and becomes a media sensation. 
In addition to her odd condition, the miniature Pat must also contend with a conniving corporation who wants to exploit, exploit her situation for evil. It stars Lily Tomlin, Charles Grodin, Ned Beatty, John Glover, and Elizabeth Wilson. It was released on January 30th, 1981. It made $20 million off a budget of $10 million. But it opened to predominantly negative reviews. Vincent Camby of the New York Times said, The film's major difficulty is the screenplay by Jane Wagner. And Roger Ebert wrote, The Incredible Shrinking Woman is not inane, is sometimes wickedly knowing, and is only periodically boring, but ultimately said that while the movie succeeds on several levels, it does so without ever breaking through to become a really inspired comedy. And that is the deal with The Incredible Shrinking Woman. So, Tim, you insisted we uh, discuss The Incredible Shrinking Woman. Why The Incredible Shrinking Woman? <laughs> well, I, for starters, I was really drunk. At the time, and for the last like ten days, I really regretted that decision because I'm like, what the fuck am I? I gotta watch the Incredible Shrinking Woman. Like, you didn't have oh, to watch geez. it every day from then. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm not particularly fond of the movie. It, okay, it, it was, I don't know. Part of me was like, oh, these guys are gonna think I'm some kind of asshole because, like, maybe is this supposed to be people coming on to talk about their favorite movies? Because no, 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 I don't know. Okay, good because I'm like, I don't. Halfway through the movie, I'm like, I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> is it what you remember liking, though? Or is it just like that garbage disposal scene, like, stuck in your brain? I don't know if we start from the beginning of the end, but I, it, the whole first half, I was like, this is depressing. This is just depressing. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is supposed to be funny. Um, and then, then the whole, then it gets all slapstick wacky at the end. That's the part where like little, little banal was like, I remembered that part. I'm like, oh, now I know why I watched <laughs> this movie very often as a kid. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds like you're not a huge fan. It's, it's not one of those cases where like kid me was right. It's more like, no <laughs> kid version of me was an idiot. <laughs> I was like, enjoyed this movie. Yeah, it was kind of like, oh, remember that movie? It's like, I'd like to see if that holds up. And I walked, you know. I walked <laughs> yeah. It, it's worth watching once. I still, even though I wasn't a huge fan, I'd be like, I would, for the people watch, listening at home, like, you know, watch it now or after the show or whatever. Uh, it's, <laughs> watch it dirt while you're you listening know. to the podcast. You're better off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a movie. It's definitely a movie. It definitely, it definitely is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about so, you, John? Or had you seen it before? Yeah, I saw it as a kid when it came out. Like I remember, it was a friend of mine's birthday party. We went to see The Incredible Shrinking Women, and wow. I remember thinking it was really funny and laughing. I definitely remember all the stuff with the gorilla at the end and the aforementioned uh, garbage disposal scene. So, but I hadn't seen it in years. Like I, I, I'm sure I must have seen because I'm sure it was one of those movies that was like on HBO all the time or something like was, that. Yeah. Because yeah, while watching yeah, again yeah. this, I but I mean, it had literally been decades since I had seen it. And watching it this time, I was like, so many things did come back, like that galaxy glue um, jingle. I was like, oh, I'm singing along with this, you know, however many years <laughs> later. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, it's not good, but I, I think it's mostly just mild. Like, it's not like horrible, horrible. It's just sort of like a soft comedy. Like, there's some funny ideas that they could really... They could potentially have leaned into that they just didn't. It just sort of felt like it felt like a, a forgettable Saturday Night Live movie to me. It was like very like sketchy. It didn't get too deep with anything. How about you, Mark? What's your deal with the Incredible Drinking Women? Uh, the only thing I, I remember the garbage disposal scene because for whatever reason that is the scene that stays with you after yeah. you see this movie. And then so I hadn't seen it probably thirty years, if not more. Uh, it fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's boring. 
it's so it's like so loud it's like constantly screaming and there's constant messes like yeah. that is the height of the wit of the movie it's just a lot of screaming and chaos and people falling down and making a mess and that's well, about the I, wit of the movie yeah well like i said the, what struck me in the whole first half was like the whole movie the incredible shrinking woman just gets treated like shit Oh, yeah, every yeah, and it's like this is supposed to be funny. Like, yeah, her is, husband is, is awful. Her kids are awful. This Everyone's is like just a like, dark, well, tragic. Yeah, you're like, going through this insanely tragic. traumatic thing, but I've got to go to work. So see ya. And I'm no yeah, help like, with oh, the kids. <laughs> <they know. laughs> you live in a dollhouse now. Ha-ha. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? This lady's life is torn apart. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. she's, the size, she's a size of a doll. Like, what the? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like I felt really bad for her as as she when she first started drinking because everyone just kind of. Just everybody treat her like shit. It was crazy. <laughs> but she never even has a moment of like, hey, this fucking sucks. Like, why is nobody's that? Even she didn't seem that concerned with her shrinking in a way. I just I'm like, right. oh, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, all right, I guess I live in the dollhouse now. Yeah. Jeez, you can make lady. the best of this. Well, Tim, as you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest movies ever. So we have a complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're going to go through a ton of categories. And at one point, All right. you are going to come up with a category and it will oh, be Jesus. added, added to, to the, the wheel. wheel. What does that mean? Don't worry oh, wow. about it. We'll tell you when we get to it. <laughs> Um, but this is our current top five gayest movies ever. So in fifth place with a 90.37%, Madonna, Truth or Dare. In fourth place with a 92.20, Showgirls. In third place with a 92.99%, The Bride of Frankenstein. In second place with a 93.21%, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And number one current still rating champ with a 94.83% is Female Trouble. Okay, Tim. So if you had to guess now, right. how well do you think Incredible Shrinking Woman is going to do in this ranking system? It's not even going to get in the top five. No, no, absolutely, no, no, not, no, absolutely not. So, so I mean, but how, what's I don't know what the top score would be. So it's like from one to ten, or like one to a hundred, zero to a hundred. Yeah, probably like in the forties, like a forty-five. Okay, I that think you're probably right. spot on there. I think you're probably that's mm-hmm. a pretty. Apt guess, I'm going to say. Well, let's get into it. So the first group of categories are the canon categories. So for these, we're each going to give it a score between 0 and 100. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. So, Tim, what would you give the Incredible Shrinking Woman on a scale of 0 to 100 in actual gay characters? Is there anyone actually gay in this movie? The only person I thought maybe mm-hmm. We have Mr. Whitty. Ned Beatty, Ned Beatty. interesting. <laughs> yeah. He never mentions a wife. That's true. And that perm. <laughs> I thought maybe Rob in the lab, the guy who works I in the lab. I thought that too. I thought that kind of, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But I, I, thought, I thought more with Stoner. I thought maybe he was yeah, more like right? yeah. they were trying to make him a Stoner. And we but do have people can be Glover. Stoners. That, no, I know. <laughs> you're talking to one of the <laughs> most iconic gay stones. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. You're a preeminent, preeminent gay stone. <laughs> preeminent. Mm-hmm. He loves smoking poles and doobies. Thank you. Poles and <laughs> rolls. <laughs> poles and rolls. Oh, oh that one it is. Thank you. Yeah. And a biscuit. <laughs> so, so there are any. I mean, no one's really. coming out and saying it. 
But even like the one, there's not even, you got John Glover and he's just kind of like uh, monotone the whole movie. They, they're not letting John Glover off the leash, you know? We're long. Yeah. He was like the main, the bearded guy in the like secret cabal. Yeah. It wasn't like the main, the main, main guy was uh, Henry Gibson. Well, he was the doctor. Oh, Henry Gibson was the doctor. He was like the main, like corporate guy. He He was was like warming up for Gremlins too. too. Yeah. 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 He's a long way from Gremlins too here. Few people. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I suppose if you were going to say, say anyone, maybe. This I wanted to mention this anyway, uh, where we talked about the movie is the the second Lily Tomlin, which the like, neighbor. <laughs> oh yeah, just Judith why? Beasley. Just why? Yeah. Why, <laughs> why? Like it didn't make any sense. It completely took no. me out of the movie the first time she's sitting down at the <laughs> yeah. kitchen table with Lily Tomlin and Lily Tomlin, and I'm like, what is the joke here? Like, <laughs> just it's just supposed to be funny that there's two Lily Tomlins. Like I don't get. I don't get this at all. And it just that kind of threw me for a loop watching the movie. I'm like, this. Norbit hadn't conditioned us to, to do this thing again. Well, what do we, I don't think there's a lot of actually gay, despite having Lily Tomlin and Jane Wagner at the, yeah. and Joel Schumacher, which is the, I know more upsetting thing. <laughs> um, but what do we think on a scale of zero to a hundred, Tim, what do you want to give this an actual gay character? Well, there's no out gay characters. So That's true. Does that right. mean a zero? I don't know. No, but also if you want to coded, you know, like coded. I think know. there's like enough, maybe, possibly, that it wouldn't be a zero. We don't know the story of that gorilla. That's, That's true. true. He, yeah, he bonded with uh, Rob quite Rob a bit. We even know it's a he. Was it well, Sydney? his name is Sid. Sid That's androgynous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is androgynous. Yeah. So zero to a hundred, <laughs> Tim. What do you want to give it? 20 20 fair i don't <laughs> yeah no that sounds right i'm gonna i'll go 25 25 i'll go 11 um <laughs> given an average of 18.67 which is 12 points higher than taxi driver all okay. right our next category gay icons how are we doing on gay icons well we got lily tomlin we got, we got lily, tomlin. lily tomlin twice <laughs> yeah <laughs> three times really because she's also the telephone operator oh. Yeah, she is always Ernestine. Yeah. yeah, Ernestine. Also, Pat asked. Pat asked. She's the angry supermarket like woman out front. She did Warhol, oh, yeah. okay. Halston, which mm-hmm. is why how she knew Joel Schumacher because he used oh, right. to do Halston. And she's also in Reform School Girls. I don't know if you guys have seen Reform School Girls, one of the great trash movies of the eighties. Okay. All Elizabeth right, Wilson. Elizabeth Dr. Wilson. She's Roz. Yeah, from nine to five. A lot of nine to five in here. Well, there's two. All right. People, yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. That's all. <laughs> I'm relying Libby... on you guys. Who else is? I, I mean, not, certainly not Charles Grodin. And uh, no, you know, or Ned Beatty. Or Ned Beatty. We love them, but right, all right. But it call... this is not Charles Grodin's finest. <laughs> We're not hour, inviting them say. to a tea dance. No. So yeah, I guess just. These are but Lily Tomlin ones. is I mean, a pretty big Lily one. Lily Tomlin is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. And Joel Schumacher, I would say, is pretty big. Is he the director of this film? He's directed. Yeah, yeah. this is his first film. Wow. Oh, geez. We're a long way from the Lost Boys. Yeah. <laughs> We're a long way from Flatliners, frankly. <laughs> and yet not that far from Batman and Robin. No. This is <laughs> so much worse. This is so much harder. So the only redeeming thing, like, visually I liked about this movie is like, oh, I like the oversized props and set design. Right. Yeah. Like, the craftsmanship really of that stuff. That was really, really well done. Yeah. 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 
But other than that, it's like one of these movies that I know would like drive my mom crazy because she she her complaint about Spielberg movies used to be like he always makes a mess. <laughs> like clutter was a, <laughs> like an E.T. Their house was like cluttered. You know what I mean? Like she hated that. <laughs> so this would be her nightmare. She just wanted to sweep. Yeah, this would be her like watching Hostel 2 or something for my poor mom. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what do you want to give us for gay icons? Tim, you're up first. <laughs> Just out of a hundred? Yeah, out of a hundred. I'm gonna go like five. 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 <laughs> five. <laughs> Lily Tomlin. I'm gonna uh, go. I'll tell you this. I'm gonna go 95. I think Lily Tomlin as a guy. I'm not thinking this is like a great All movie, right. but like Lily Tomlin is a is a top <laughs> tier for like lesbians and comedy. Like you can't get sort of better than bigger than her. See, I, I'm not on my own. That's okay. Comments. This is why we take right. an average. If you, you can change your score if you want. Mark, how about you? Uh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a 95. Sure, why not? I'll tie it with you. How about you, Tim? Do you want, do you want to stand hold at your five? You can. No pressure. I'm just, I'm, I'm not. Hmm. You're rethinking everything you thought you knew about gay icons. <laughs> I really am. Uh, <laughs> That's what we're here to do. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't hold her to such high regard as you two, but I'll go up to 75. Well, okay. it is gay icons. Yeah. <laughs> not Tim Banal icons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 75. Fair enough. Given an average of 88.33, which is one point higher than Tootsie. Okay. Wow. Pretty good. All right. This one might be tough for this movie. The queer gaze. How much can you tell the camera is like maybe like there's a queer person behind the camera creating queer imagery for a queer audience? Uh, well, we, have a, we have a queer person behind the camera. We do, but th it does not translate into the final product. No. I would say. Maybe the well, colors. The only thing I, I was going to say was the, like color the color scheme. scheme. Yeah. A lot the of pastels. pastels. Easter. Mm -hmm. But they actually made like pastels like unpleasant. Like I think that too was much the point. I know that's it's like so like <laughs> oh it's like hard to look at. Saccharin. Saccharin. That's exactly right. Yeah. Too sweet. Yes, exactly. But not a lot of hunks. Not a lot of uh, this could have been directed by anybody. I guess. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. There wasn't really anything gay going on in this movie. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <This> movie. <laughs> Very hard to, uh, yeah, very hard to. <laughs> and it sucks because there were like three, like the three key creative figures, actor, screenwriter, and director are all gay. But there's right. like no queer themes whatsoever. Not even a hint of a, no subversion really, except for like consumerism. But they kind of make that joke over and over and yeah. over. And over. It's like the one joke the movie has. Yeah. And just that like, she's, you know, she gets like shit on the whole movie. You know, it's kind of. Yeah. I think it's a commentary on marriage or domestic life or something like that. Well, what do you want to give it for the queer gaze? I, I'm going to go back to my last one. I'll go with five on this one. Five, <laughs> because it's Joel. Because it is those three people. I'll give it a. <laughs> I'll give it a fifteen. Fifteen. You're being very generous, right. John. <laughs> That's why it's even worse, I say. Like, it should be even <laughs> higher. So I'm going to give it a four. Nice. Give it right. an average of eight, which is 0.67 points higher than Tootsie. All right, the next category. The Mike Pence anxiety scale. How much anxiety do you think this movie would give Mike Pence? 
a lot, I imagine. You think? He's very, atta- he's very attached to his wife. You know, he calls <laughs> right. her mother. So if she started so... shrinking, that he might be. Exactly. That He'd might be, be like, the like, It would keep him up at night seeing this movie. Exactly. If she started shrinking, yeah. And then he would also, <laughs> he would also <laughs> have to grapple with, you know, how this guy is like a kind of a, a, a shitty person. Maybe it would give him anxiety to think about Oh, what are all the shitty things I've done before? <laughs> and you know, it'd uh, be a real reckoning guy, for him. This movie, yeah, because he would be like, yeah, because because Charles Grodin, you know, he's a pretty shitty person in the movie. You know, he's like at one point he's like, let's just sell out and make you a doll and shit. And it's like Mike <laughs> Pence would be like, maybe that would make it think. He's like, I sold out to fascism, but <laughs> so, yeah, right. So. So you're saying the mirror, the movie holds a mirror up to the audience and <laughs> dares you to confront the self. Yeah, if you're Mike Pence. If yeah. you're Mike Pence. <laughs> but this isn't he, exactly like a, a basic instinct or anything. It's well, yeah, it's not like it's not like titillating where no, he needs right. like he he would feel I think it's more, yeah, he would just it would threaten like his his sense of comfort. Or something. Maybe it hits too. It would hit too close to home. Yeah, maybe I just like skewer, how, you know the American dream life. And I liked how at one point the she's again. It was like I just felt so bad for her as she's shrinking because it's yeah. like <laughs> she's shrinking. And Charles Gordon at one point's like, "How do you think it is in the bedroom?" Yeah. <laughs> and, and then like later they show him reading a fucking book that's called marriage without sex it's like well right. that's a little fucking on the nose dude all right yeah right who's buying that book <laughs> yeah. Harry yeah. this is before amazon where it could just be shipped right. to your house yeah in 1981 he's gone off to the bookstore to get that fucking book it's just like jeez dude they don't judge at b dalton that's their job <laughs> not the first person to come in here today sir to buy this book no it's always a husband though but he also like never gets a comeuppance. He never realizes like, oh, I've been treated you poorly this whole time. Like he never like has an epiphany of like this experience seemingly has taught him nothing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, he doesn't really. No, no, no. Even the all of the comeuppances are pretty haphazard. Like at the end, Ned Bay's just like, oh, arrest me. The guy's like, you didn't do anything <laughs> wrong, and he's like. You'll find out eventually. Like there you go. That maybe that's maybe that'll get into the Mike Pence head too. Where he's like, it's all yeah, gonna, I should do this. Gonna, I should turn myself in. Confession. It's all gonna catch up with me. It's yeah. all gonna catch up with me. Is that uh, what I should be doing? Right. Um, fascinating question. Right. So what do we? So what do you want to give this on the Mike Pence anxiety scale? I'll give this a sixty-six. Sixty-six. I'll give it a. 56 56 i think he's gonna yeah i think he's okay i'll give it a 51 given an average of 57.67 which is four points higher than the philadelphia story and demolition man Hmm. all right next category hell on heels how we doing on feisty ladies oh boy (laughs) well that ass is the feistiest right we also have judith beasley the next door neighbor she's kind of She's more like school marm to me. She's not like intimidating so much. Uh, she she has a lot of complaints that they're uh, not school board. What is it? Their town, their little block meeting. Pat ass is doing all the heavy lift. She's the angry. She's the woman at the who goes to like place. strike Lily Tomlin's kids at one point. Which... <laughs> oh, well, you're leaving out Concepcion. She's the <laughs> Concepcion. <laughs> you're right. 
she's, when she's she wearing only, heels, definitely. When she has that brief, uh, like, 15 minutes of fame in, <laughs> in the garbage disposal scene. Yeah, like, that's I her scene, up really. <laughs> I looked it up on, yeah, well, they keep shouting her name, yeah. <laughs> uh, when I looked it up on YouTube, I remember watching it, and I'm like, what the fuck is she wearing? I oh, thought yeah. this was the housekeeper. And then when I watched it the, the last night or whatever, it was like, she, uh, Lily Tomlin or Pat explains it. She's like, oh, now everyone's famous. We're all famous because I'm a shrinking woman. Even Concepcion's changed. And before she was like this trap housekeeper. And now she's in like 80s aerobics, spandex <laughs> heels, like mm-hmm. workout attire. But they also so. never give her any lines. Like, you no. never learn anything about no. Concepcion. She's just there to be like shouted at, essentially, and be uh, bad at her job. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. That was 1981 for you. It was probably somewhat they... progressive in 1981. I no, that was not progressive. <laughs> no, that is not. That was never progressive, John. To have a housekeeper that before 1981. Speak. No, that no, that we're not giving you those points for that. <laughs> Absolutely not. But poor the incredible shrinking woman. She's not that. I guess she has to shout at the gorilla towards the end, and like she wants to bring the company down. Like get the pink paper, oh. you know, the top secret yeah. paper. Oh, wait a minute. Is the hell on here? That's like, like fighting for her so life. Like that's right, not like strident. Right. Oh, stri- okay. See, I thought this was a sexy, sexy woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> I you were, oh. See, I missed the whole point of the question. That's oh. okay. Oh, shit. So we know your type. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, so Pat asked again, no, no I think is the most, the fight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you were like, huh? Pat asked. Okay. <laughs> I guess I am on a gay podcast. <laughs> yeah. You even mentioned Concepcion in the same like, I'm going to have to represent the straight guys here. Um, Finally, someone's oh, representing the straight guys. Yeah. <laughs> Strident. Uh, no. I mean, even, even the dopey dude doesn't even like, he goes along to take down the company like uh, begrudgingly almost. You know? How about yeah. the monkey? The the ape is he's strident. He's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. I'm taking down the whole But we're only yeah, we're focusing on women. women. Oh, see for once. Right. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Is that okay, Tim, if we focus on the <laughs> women? Right. I, I'm just trying to get this scoring system right. Please. I, I have a lot say, I have a lot of respect for the integrity of the system. Thank you. I like, Thank how you. Mark, I like how Mark must have like I don't know what kind of spreadsheet you have over there, but you're like a baseball statistician. Are That's right. Over these, about these... the stupidest stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm really impressed. Uh, okay, so yeah, no, there's no other real. Oh, how about this? What about how about at the end though? Lily Tomlin too is holding up that sign that's like consumer beware and shit. That's a that's little true. bit. Sure. You know. <laughs> there also are a few like female like security guards and like the secret lab and Doctor. I noticed Ruth that. That's herself. true. I but it's not a movie you're coming. This is no like showgirls, to say the <laughs> least. Um, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So, what do you want to give it for uh, Hell on Heels, Tim? <sighs> Since I still am barely understanding, twenty. I'll go with twenty, go 20 on this book. Yeah, I'll go 40. I think there's a bunch of them, but like since Lily Tomlin's her main character is such a just a dish rag. Uh, I'll go 27. Give it an average of 29 on the dot, which is we'll say, what is that? 12.33 points lower than Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Hmm. 
Makes sense. Uh, all right, our it's next category. Interesting. <laughs> I hope so. It really makes you think. It does, right? Doesn't it? <laughs> all right, our next category. Drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch this movie and come away with the whole book of ideas? I do think some of the looks are like fun, like of a of a time. They yeah. are of a time. Right. Like, I don't know if there's one specific thing where you're like, oh, that look. Like that. If, if a queen re- went down a runway, you'd be like, incredibly, sh- incredible shrinking woman. Yes. But I do think this oh, era, wait. this early 80s, you know, Sears <laughs> kind of. Look yeah. Something. Is there something about her playing multiple roles that feels sort of drag queeny? I guess. What about if a drag queen could fit? They're very drag queens are very innovative. What if one could yes. figure out how to like make it look like she had drunk? I think that'd be fun. Good, yeah. You just got to come you know? out with like an oversized pencil or something, you know? <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's I didn't even think of that. Yeah, all right. All right, or yeah. the clothes themselves could be shrinking in some way, or the clothes, or the clothes shrink, are shrinking. Like, the incredible shrinking outfit, you know, that could be a fun reveal or something. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You can figure that out. Sure. (laughs) I don't want to, but someone could. (laughs) I did like her. I did remember her like when she's in the supermarket in the shopping cart. That was like those big glasses that are like bejeweled. (laughs) I don't know why she would go to the supermarket. How about when they're trying to normalize it? He's trying to, and they, (laughs) you say that, John, but then at the end, uh, (laughs) Lily Tomlin, too, carries her out in a fucking brown paper bag. Yeah, that was amazing. So awkward and uncomfortable and just like, like, what are you stealing? Oh, hello. (laughs) And also, not at all a normal size uh, brown paper bag. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a specialty bag. It was like, (laughs) okay, this is weird. Yeah. So drag queen inspirations? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What would... uh, 13. 13. I'll go 17. 17. Um, I'll go uh, 25. That's just for the era. Okay. Um, Given an average of (laughs) 18.33, which is the lowest we've had since we've been on version 8.0 of the scoring system. Wow. All right. Now, the last of the canon categories, Tim. Tim, on a scale of zero to 100, on a scale of zero to 100, how likely are you to recommend the incredible shrinking woman to a gay person? Uh, Well, I guess I, I, I would recommend it to anyone. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Check uh-huh. it out. I, I wouldn't just be like, oh, because you're gay that you should see this movie. There's nothing, as we've said, and that, no. As we, as we said, there's, there's nothing that would resonate. I don't know who would fucking resonate. Housewives, <laughs> I guess. But there's nothing no. that would be like, yeah. this might really speak to you on. <laughs> Maybe if you're like doing like production, if you're making props or like, look how (laughs) they did those eggshells. Yeah. How do they do those eggshells? Yeah, I suppose. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I'd recommend it to anyone who's sort of looking for a really weird glimpse back at the 80s, but not particularly uh, that there's anything really gay and fun about it. Well, if you had to translate that into a number, and you do, <laughs> between zero and 100, what would it be? We'll go with uh, 25. 25. Very generous. Yeah, I'll go 22. 
22 why 22 john i just i think there's some i i don't hate this movie as much as you two do i think it's i think it's like an interesting idea but i think it was just so surface and so just sort of mild and i think they were probably trying to be more like a family movie so don't get really too deep or maybe it was more for kids although it seems weird to have a movie for kids that's about like a housewife but and i think there's some fun stuff with the visuals and just like you know like like that scene in the garbage disposal is a fun, you know, like there's a reason why everyone remembers it. But I don't think it's a particularly great movie. But I think it could potentially be a really fun, a much funner, better movie. If So it, it could be a good movie, but it's not. Right. That's accurate. <laughs> I'll give it a, I thought this movie was really hard to get through. I think I checked the time like four times as I was watching <laughs> it. Like how far have I gotten? Only 30 minutes. Okay. Um, I'll give it a 12. Given an average of 19.67. Uh, hey, that's 70 points lower than Star Trek II. The Wrath <laughs> okay. of God. All right. Uh, now we are into the aforementioned wheel category. Spinning wheel. Spinning through. All right, Tim. Oh. So these are all categories that previous guests have brought in. We put them all on this wheel, which is an app on my phone. So we're going to spin it once. Whatever category pops up, we'll use that to judge the movie. Then Mark and I will pick a category off the wheel to use to judge this movie. Then we also have a listener wheel. We'll spin that and we'll figure out another category. And finally, you will come up with a category that we will use to judge this movie to figure out how gay it is. And then we'll be added to the wheel. So potentially future movies could be it could be used to judge future movies as well. Make sense? Oh, boy. Don't <laughs> yeah, I think so. You're doing great. Here we go. Oh, you're a real wheel. <laughs> okay. Would I use this mo- movie to come out to my grandmother? No. I would use this movie if I was like pulling the plug <laughs> on my grandmother. Like something. <laughs> to come like, out no- to your grandmother? Yeah, no. No. There's like, no, no unless- it doesn't bring up anything that you can like, oh, see right. how that theme resonates? When I'm in the closet, I'm shrinking, Grandma. I think the only way is if you are a woman and you're like, Lily Tomlin's a lesbian, and look, she has a career. She's in movies, so I can do it too. She made a terrible movie. Yeah, see? I can (laughs) do it too. A story of survival. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe that, that's the only world in which I could think of. But like, would this be like, I gotta pick a Lily Tomlin movie? It's gotta be this one. You know what I mean? There was like a dozen. (laughs) Nine to five's already been rented. Um... That's it? What about uh, Shortcut? Shortcuts, sure. That's a wonderful, much better Lily Tomlin movie. Nashville. Is your grandmother going to want to watch that? Is your grandmother going to want to watch Nashville? Not anymore. She would if I told her I wanted to watch it. She would. I want to show you this movie and then tell you something very important, Grandma. <laughs> yeah. <pay attention. laughs> I want to become a country singer. <laughs> I think um, the shrinking part might tie in somehow. Or like you were saying, Mark. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. It's like, see how she's shrinking and no one's fucking listening to her? That's how <laughs> yeah. I feel. That's maybe about Because it. I'm gay. Because Thank I'm you. gay. Like, oh. <laughs> I thought you just had bad taste in movies. This is much better. <laughs> but there's no way you're gay if you're showing me this. But they're also better shrinking movies. Like, when the original The Incredible Shrinking Man is better. So much better than this. That's like a real movie with, like, uh-huh. set pieces. And you don't excitement. think the garbage disposal scene is a set piece? 
But like nothing happens and she falls in and gets out. You know what I mean? There's not like there's no like rising stakes or there's not an incident. No rising or, stakes? What are you talking about? She's nothing happens. The food comes down. Think of like Spielberg directed this. Like something would have happened in this. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? There's that's what I mean. A rat like, would have come out from the fall, or the water <laughs> comes in. You know what I mean? Like something she would have had to, you know, something would have happened and not just she falls in and gets out. There's no conflict in rising action. So wow. that's what I mean, John. Oh, okay. Thank you. So you got, you got that, John? I got it. You got it. it? <laughs> Write it down. Make Great that your ringtone whenever I call. <laughs> um, Tim, what do you want to give this on? Would I use this movie to come out to grandmother? I'll go 33 on this one. I still I think the shrinking <laughs> part yeah. has merit. Uh I'll go seven. Seven. Wow. My grandchild likes really like overworked <laughs> metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> that means he's gay um the closet there's an overworked metaphor uh i'll give it a nine give it an average I clearly, of... I clearly, i'm a very generous scorer i'm saying now, so. <laughs> that's okay the movie needs it and I, it's not gonna matter in the end <laughs> all right now it's host choice i did have a couple ideas i had John. a couple as well but why don't you go one of them i thought was living toys from silent night deadly night five the toy oh, okay but I also thought fun fonts, because I do like There's, the opening credit fonts. That's fun. And then memorial moments from Secret Oh, of that's Mim. true. I had a couple, but none of those. I had how rainbow bright is it because of all the pastels. That's not right. But that's not rainbow bright. Okay. It's, Nosy neighbor. More Judith Beasley. And then over the top production design, which is from Batman Forever. Also, Joel Schumacher. Oh, the tip of the hat. Yeah. But I wouldn't even say it's over the top, though. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's appropriate for the movie. <laughs> right, it's not but it's like big. It's not going yeah. into like I understand. it's like the point areas. of the movie, so. Yeah, it's like uh, accurate. Sure. <laughs> accurate is how I would describe but it. But it doesn't describe it doesn't come off as over the top. Like if Tim Burton did it, it would be like leering wall or like cabinet of Dr. Caligari. It'd be like more grotesque or something. Sure, sure. looking. Um, um, what were yours again? Living toys, fun fonts, memorial moments. To me, memorial moments is the one that's so is the one I that's sticking out. Living to me. toys because she actually lives in a dollhouse. Yeah, and she cuddles up to a doll. That was we should go back to that. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> come on, John. Let's do living toys. What else do are living toys? That's what else true. Is gonna, so very few. Someone does Toy Story three or four. It's it, it's a strong one for living toys, so I'd say like 75. 75. 80. 80, 80. I'll go up to 80. 80! She lives in the doll. <laughs> You're going she wild. She lives in the dollhouse. She dresses up in the, I don't know. Doll clothes, yeah. Be, yeah, doll clothes. Then she tries to, <laughs> what, you know, tries to get into the bed with Charles Groden. Then oh, goes what was back her plan? The, what was that? Yeah, what was the end game on that? I'm a one-woman yeah. sounding rod, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's kinky. She gets cuddled up with the with the Ken doll, so it's that's a lot of yeah, a lot, lot of, of toys. Mm -hmm. I guess there is some aberrant sexuality in this now. The incredible yeah. sounding woman, and we don't mean Barbara. <laughs> 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 I'll also give it an eighty. Eighty. Uh, I'll go seventy-seven because we got to leave room for Toy Story Four. Um, <laughs> giving an average of seventy-nine. All okay, right, so now, now we have yes. the listener wheel. So this is another wheel with fewer categories, but just as beloved. Here we go. Gay Wards recipient. Gay Wards recipient. 
Gay Awards recipient. This comes from at DKBrit85. Thank you, DKBrit85. Has the film received or been nominated for any film awards exclusively re- related to queer film, like a GLAD award or a Teddy? Not sure what a Teddy is, but that sounds interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the answer to that, I believe, is no. Let, Let me see. Me it double, has been double check IMDb. We're doing our research. Fanta Festival. The Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. It won at the Fanta Festival for Best Actress for Lily Tomlin and Young Artist Award. That, according to IMDb, are its only awards. For, uh, yeah, Young Artist, Fant- Fanta Festival, and the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. So I'm going to say no. Oh, the Teddy Awards are the Queer Film Awards at the Berlin, Berlin International Film Festival. Oh. Uh, I don't think it won. <laughs> yeah, first oh. it wasn't awarded until 1987, so it was impossible for it to have won. Oh. It's <laughs> ineligible. Awesome. It wasn't eligible. It, if you know things were, different. it should have a looking back category. <laughs> yes, a legacy award. Yes, yes. Thank you for your service, incredible shrinking woman. <laughs> I don't think it. Uh, yeah, what do you want to give it for? Do game you think awards? it could? But like, but like, could it be nominated for anything if it were if it were eligible? A Razzie. Uh huh. I think it was right before the Razzies, though, right? The Razzies, like, early 80s? I guess. I don't know. But I don't think... No, I don't think it could be... It was, it was like a middling average movie that no, yeah, big, was... people barely remember. Only because it was on HBO forever, and we all remember the... We've all <laughs> thought about disposal. being inside a garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> That's its contribution to the culture. Yeah. Also, I got to say, I rented this off Apple TV, and the print was abysmal. It was this really movie's bad. Never been remastered. <laughs> They're not putting any. Criterion Collection is not trying at all. Was it no. like washed out for you? Mine was yeah, like, like really grain, out. like super like grainy, grainy and just like rough. The print was really rough. Yeah, Mark, I'm with you on the on the on the uh, just interminable nature of the movie because, like, I watched yeah. half of it last night, and I'm like, fuck this, I. <laughs> It's like shrill. Do, the movie's like, the right tone is just yeah. shrill the whole time. <laughs> it's like screaming yeah. at you, but not saying anything interesting. It's just torturing this housewife, essentially. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like I said, many times I'm like, when does it get funny? And then it's like, oh, when she finally shrinks is when it gets funny. It's like the whole first half is the shrinking part. And it's like, oh, just somebody get this lady some help like <laughs> yeah nope please they did that one yeah. fun thing that institute they were at you know they showed the outside of the institute was that black building yeah that's my film school art center college of design in pasadena really yeah i recognize wow. it anywhere yeah they also filmed <laughs> in the line of fire there remember the clint eastwood secret service yeah yeah, yeah yeah that makes Anyways, sense these two are a piece. fun fact um, well, what's interesting, I noticed in the movie too. If people if people go and watch this now after listening to us, they'll be fucking. Um, yeah, <laughs> the uh, yeah, um, <laughs> there's gonna be so much people buying it. They're gonna, we're gonna see a remake. Or something. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, we had that one that Matt Damon movie a few years ago, Downsizing. Remember that came out a few years ago, where people are like, it was awful too. Uh-huh. And then this last Ant Man movie was a piece of junk. Uh, Does not it get a good small and downsizing? Trunk. Yeah, that's why it's called downsizing. Because he shrinks? Yeah, it's like a like you go to like an enclosed community where you get more for your money because you're shrunken. Oh. It was, it was an interesting concept, but much interesting like this con- movie. 
Mm-hmm. But you, you mentioned the building. So anyone who goes back and watch, watch the part where they bring her to get, they bring her to the evil cabal mm-hmm. the doctors. Right. And they're like, oh, we, we don't know how to not shrink you. So see you later. Good, good luck with this. <laughs> and she's leaving. And coming into the building is like three security guards with like a box and like a person inside. Oh, like, yeah. You know, sticking that their was hand funny. out. Yeah. Yeah. It was just that completely. Was funny. Yeah. It was so weird. I don't know. I just. Like, was, I was. I just was like, what the fuck was that? It was yeah. very jarring when there was an actual joke. It's like, do they know they're doing this? Do they? How did right, an actual yeah, joke yeah. get in? Slip by the editor. Yeah, it was like a marriage without sex. It was like, oh, they put a joke into this tragic story yeah. of the shrinking woman. That's it almost just makes weird. the rest of the non-humor all the more galling when you have you have something to contrast it against. <laughs> right. right. Oh, this right. wasn't a tone. This was yeah. <laughs> just big whiffs. Um, well, what do you want to give this in for Gay Ward's recipient? Sounds like uh, uh, I don't want to give it a zero, so we'll give it like a legacy five teddy. <laughs> a legacy five <laughs> teddy. A legacy teddy would be a five. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very generous. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a six. Six. This thing's getting a zero for me. This thing sucks. <laughs> give it an average of 3.67. All right. Oh, and if you would like listeners, if you would like to submit a category, you can find a link to the Google form in our show notes. Make your voice heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Tim, the time has come for you to come up with a category that we can use to judge this movie and in all future movies. Did you have any thoughts? We can talk it out. No pressure. Let's talk it out a little. So it should be gay related. Somehow a, a, a criteria that you can use to be like to figure out how gay a movie is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, there is the garbage disposal scene. Like, I don't know. Is there something about like terrifying appliances or, you know what I mean? Like the mundane becoming grotesque or mundane <laughs> becoming horrifying or, I don't know, like just a queering of the regular. Well, or you world. could say even like lesbian power yeah. couple. There you go. That's something. Because Lily Tomlin and Jane Wagner, notorious couple. Notorious. Couple. Notorious. Notoriously together. <laughs> I like a lesbian power couple. What do you think, Tim? Lesbian it's your category. Couple? Yeah, sure, sure. We'll go with <laughs> lesbian couple. Oh, couple. I mean, I'm in. I'm in out of my depth on this one. I when I heard her when I heard uh, when I heard Mark listing all these things, I was the one. I was like, how about just monkey trouble? Is it, does the other monkeys <laughs> monkey like, business? Monkeys cause trouble. Yeah, but it's like that doesn't have anything. That's just an animal. I don't know. So uh, the lesbian probable more fits into your system. Okay, so. I do like monkey business though. <laughs> monkey business is funny. <laughs> Let's but go monkey know. business. That's your idea. That's your that's let's All go right. with that one. All right, monkey business. So obviously there's a monkey in it. So and that would be any kind of monkey, you know. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Although well, technically a gorilla. It's an ape. Yeah, it's, it's an an ape. ape. Monkeys yeah. have tails that's what I that mean. will allow that's what it. I mean. yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Right, right. Because that to me stood up as the only thing beyond the Robert's proposal scene was the was the ridiculousness of the monkey. Maybe Maybe you can somehow murk this into just the, the campiness of the monkey. Yeah, I think it, yeah. It, it relates to camp. Bad, definitely. In in the suit, like when he they he run they run away. It's a whole big chase sequence at the back. end. Yeah. Oh, that and, awful elevator sequence where they're trying to do like a <laughs> Keystone Cops things, and it's just like not well done on any level. I actually thought what's his name Rob did a good job. Yeah, he falls fine. No, he did some fun things where he like like turned on his heel and stuff like that there's there's some there's some moments of actual funny things in the air uh uh-huh. 
the, the whole that whole. We, you, I, we all said we loved it when we were kids. Yeah, we're idiots when you're a kid. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's you're right. But it's also like not meant for. I think like if it, that's the goal of the movie, then it's like sort of successful. This movie is not successful by any means. Okay. We were it's the eighties. We had no alternatives. We were like stuck in our. You know, if it was like summer, we not we didn't have Netflix. We didn't have Game Boys. We're like that's I'll all watch I got away with Atari twenty six hundred. Yeah, I'll watch a movie just because I like watching TV. It doesn't matter what I watched Kojak yeah. for God's sake. You think I like Kojak? <laughs> I watched it. I don't know. That's how they got away with showing it like four or five times a week on HBO. It's just yeah. like, what else are you gonna watch? <laughs> yeah, that's all we <laughs> have. What what I liked about the monkey, yeah, it, it, when they're running out of the elevator, at one point he's like on the ledge or whatever. He just turns completely into a fucking person. Yeah, like, yes. the way it moves, and, and it's just like that's not, that's not even like if that's just a dude jumping off a thing. There's no, it looks yeah. nothing like a dude in a monkey suit. There's no, there's just no like that to me. That was yeah, it was like I'm like I don't know if they had to do it that way or if it was done intentionally cheesy like that, but yeah. So monkey the suit was good though. I thought the suit was well done. The monkey suit was well done. I, th- I thought the face was pretty expressive for a suit. True. That's Rick Baker for you, though. Yeah. Weirdly enough, the suit was good. The acting was atrocious for the monkey. It was just like... uh, Why stop with the monkey? The acting for the children (laughs) was... What was it was given to do? (laughs) That was true. That was true. I hated that kid who just constantly, like, shooting that, like, bazooka thing. Like, no one ever disciplined their children in this movie. It was driving me nuts like your kids are fucking assholes <laughs> tell them to stop yeah, I, mean, I hated the children in this movie and even as a kid i wouldn't have liked them either you wouldn't have played with them as a kid no no they're too much they're rude <laughs> they're a little they're a little brats yeah they're little, shits, they're little brats. yeah uh as soon as lily tomlin shrunk she couldn't you know she barely did anything when she was full size she sang that yeah, song to so, them yeah, yeah, the song. Yeah. Oh, just when they're pulling up and like the garb, the station wagon, like all the oranges are falling out of the trunk, out of the back seat. <laughs> I was like, this is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I felt last night when I saw the movie. Yeah, I'm like, what did I get myself into? Because I do think part of my oh, mother's left off of me of like, just messiness in and of itself isn't funny. Right. Needs to have a purpose. Thank you. Uh, well, right, Tim, so, what do you want to give Incredible Shrinky Women from Monkey Business? <laughs> it, it scores high in Monkey Business, so sure. I would say it's on the poster. I'll give it. Yeah, it's on the poster. The monkey. She's riding mm-hmm. the yeah the gorilla yeah yeah on a sk- yeah. skateboard. And then yeah, spoiler alert. How about at the end? How the fucking monkey? They just keep the monkey. <laughs> right, right yeah and it's just like oh he lives here now and it's like an 800 pound gorilla yeah, yeah. It's, not like, it's not like a little chimp or whatever it's uh it's enormous. whatever it was that should not be in their house right right did they get the dog uh, back i don't think because they get rid of their dog because i guess the dog is a threat but i don't think they ever get the dog back we didn't see that no if you like movies where things are set up and then paid off you're not gonna have a good time no. with this movie <laughs> Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Mark, because this this is probably one of my greatest. Just I, if the if the if the if the garbage disposal scene was was traumatic, this is like one of those OCD things that forever haunts me. Is that the fucking movie ends with her growing, and there's no incredible growing woman, and so the rest of my life I was <laughs> left. You need to, to write that fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, left to wonder. 
how the fucking story was supposed to continue. If that really just well, Lily me nuts. Tomlin is still with us. There's still time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an 80 year old, 80 foot woman. Well, you guys are the ones in Hollywood. So hopefully <laughs> bigger on the pole. <laughs> yep. uh, if they don't, 80 this, for Brady. It seemed to be a, uh, uh, you would think hit, that would have so, opened it up. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. The way. Do so, canon. yeah. Somebody in Hollywood listens to this. You know, all right. Tim. People are, people are ready to hit for Brady. <laughs> incredible shrinking woman. <laughs> What are we giving this in monkey business, Tim? Monkey business. I'll give it. An, <laughs> I'll give it an eighty. Eighty. Okay. I'll give it an. I'll give it an eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Back to the future. Uh, I'll give it a seventy-five. Give it an average of eighty-one. All right, now we are into the bonus categories. Extra, extra. So these categories, right. as their name implies, are bonus. So if it doesn't do well, it doesn't work against it. So this is just per extra percentage bonus points it gets. So but this, it's zero to ten. All right, the okay. first one, Tim. Musical potential. Do you think a musical could be made out of the incredible shrinking woman? I think yes. I think uh, mm -hmm. I do. Yeah, I'd give that a high score. I'd give that a, an, I'll give it an eight. An eight. It would be difficult to do it on stage because she does interact with other people, so it would be hard to get that to work. Although I Has guess there you ever could been do a puppets. movie where there's been shrinking on stage? Shrinking on stage, probably. Besides a shy chorus member, <laughs> nervous <laughs> understudy, perhaps. It's all about the giant props. Yeah, I mean, like that would be fun, but then anytime that she has to interact with another person, that illusion goes away but also if you're live in person looking at her you're like she's not shrunk but if she's surrounded by huge things like much like i'm sure lily I think did that character about like oh look at these big props like oversized pr big props and not yeah but i mean like woman. that's what cats was cats like part of the success of cats is when you saw in the theater you're like oh wow that's a huge can of soup that's a huge shoe so we gave it the cats treatment Right, but with cats, they didn't have any humans in it. They were all just cats, so you didn't maybe you had the like the whole family is shrunk or something. Right, right, yeah. You'd have maybe to change it to "Honey, I Shrunk All of Us." Incredible shrinking women. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Thank Why you. just one? It's an ensemble yes. piece. <laughs> I think as a movie musical it could work, but as a stage musical, I don't think it could. So for that, I'll give it a three. Three. I'll give it. I'll give it a two. It's tough. Nobody wants it. Um, <laughs> Given an average of four. If Manuel Miranda wrote the score, come on, people would want it. Uh, maybe, but that's you know him. That's right. him. Although nobody wanted to see that uh, his improv rap shit. Nobody wants that, and it's being put out there. What am I saying? I'm saying I don't like his musical improv, is what I'm saying. Okay, Anyways, hey. let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yas, Queen. Are there any moments that made you say, Yas, Queen? Not really. The only I thing might... I thought of was when Concepcion was dancing, like living her best life in, yeah. again, the one scene that we can't stop talking about. Like that, because she was like having like for herself in her head, she was like, Yas, I look good. This yeah, yeah. guy just flirted with sure. me, but that's it. Yeah, that, that would be it. Yeah, that would definitely be the scene. <laughs> yeah. So, a two? A two. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a two as well. It's very brief. And not developed, like all of uh, Concepcion's <laughs> entire character arc. Um, I'll also give it a two. Giving it an average of two! And if all you right. notice, at the, end, at the end of the movie, Concepcion's gone back 
scouty again. Then it's yes, like she's reserved. They've all returned to. Farm. I wonder if Lily Tomlin's character was like holding her back in a lot of ways. Like you can't dress like this in front of the children. But now that you know, when she gets removed from the household, Concepcion yeah. goes wild. Yeah. Well, she was smoking in the house too, which good uh, for her. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares if those kids got cancer? I don't. Good riddance. <laughs> it was the eighties. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Our next category: messy diva. I mean, it's messy, but no one's really a The diva. movie is messy, but no one's... Yeah, this is right in your wheelhouse, Mark. The messiness. <laughs> yeah. I know, but it's not a fun mess. It's not like a stirring up drama mess. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's not a, that kind of mess. No, I live right. for that kind of mess. Okay. <laughs> I watch Bravo. <laughs> but there's not a mess. There's hardly any divas in this movie. No. 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 Diva free with Lily Tomlin and Joel Schumacher at the helm and diva free. If that's not an indictment, I don't know what is. Also, it just showed children's entertainment used to be terrible. Kids sure. got it made now. Their <laughs> entertainment is actually good. Imagine if you were raised on Pixar movies. You'd be a more empathetic person, too. <sighs> what do you want to get this from, Messy Diva? Well, what about, what's her name, Pat Ast? She's not like a diva, though. She's like barely in Elizabeth it. Wilson? John, you're trying. You're reaching. Yeah, yeah, I am. You're stretching. Reaching. And it's not working. I, I gotta give this a one. A one. Some I'll give it a insanity. one as well. Uh, I'll give it a one. Give it an average of one. Tying it with Taxi Driver. All right. Here's our next one. Macabre. How macabre is the incredible shrinking woman? I mean, the ideas are macabre, but the execution is just so flat that it doesn't yeah, it's feel also at all dopey. macabre. Like maybe medical yeah, mysteries. It, maybe it, what? It, it, medical mysteries. Oh, sure. The idea that like all these chemicals we're surrounding ourselves yeah. with are poisoning us. It was weird when the doctor Henry Gibson, like they've already run a whole gamut of tests on her. They let her go, and then later on he says, "We need her blood." <laughs> yeah, like, like did, did you, you get some? it already? <laughs> yeah, what kind of test were you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So macabre. It's not a. I mean, it is like dreary to endure. In the right hands, it could have been. I, I would like to see now this original movie you're talking about, but in that's in the Criterion Collection, the one from the 50s. It could have been an interesting sort of Hitchcockian story where she's banishing from her world, and yeah, and no one people are no one gives a fuck, and they're trying to take advantage of her and they're trying to market her. And she's like, I'm just systematically shrinking, man. Come on, and yeah, you know, but she never fought back. No, she never like, no. she was never like, hey, what the fuck, man. <laughs> years ago years ago i read a great short story i know i think it was written in the 50s or 60s called he who shrank it was in some right. like science fiction anthology and it's about this guy who just a medical experience starts shrinking they put him on they know he's shrinking but it's like a fantastic voyage situation like we want to see what happens so they find even like the densest metal known to man they put him on that but he still shrinks and then eventually he's like in the cosmos traveling shrinking and he tries to veer himself towards a planet and wouldn't you believe he ends up on earth what are the whoa. odds whoa a real twist at the end but i've never forgotten it is he normal-sized on Earth? Well, he starts as a giant, and then he starts shrinking again. So I think it just the cycle continues. Oh, oh, wow, interesting. Oh. He's never going to not shrink. Yeah, interesting. Never going to give you up? I'm never going to not shrink. How about that? Right. That works. What do we want to give uh, you for, for this for Macabre, Tim? Three. Three. Yeah, I'm also going to give it a three. There are Macabre ideas and concepts, but they're just so boring. 
There are ideas, but they're terrible. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're good ideas, poorly executed. I see. I think you're being very generous by saying there are good ideas. I think Um, there are. I think potentially there's some interesting stuff in the movie that they just don't do anything with. All right. The last of the bonus categories, gay actors playing gay roles. Well, Rob uh, was played by Mike Blankenship, who was also Blanken, on Blankfeld. Blankfeld, yeah, Blankfield. Blank, Blankfield. Yeah, he was married to a lady. Mm-hmm. He was also on the variety show Fridays. Yeah, yeah, I actually, yeah, I looked him up because I was like, and two of his characters had didn't him do like, anything really. Two of his characters were him like playing a lady, like uh, being a, oh yeah, as they called it, a crossdresser in the time. <laughs> <laughs> And if we think Judith Beasley is a lesbian, possibly. That's true. There's something. And what about Ernestine? One ringy dingy. Remember her? I remember. She's in the movie. She's got a cameo. But. Uh, I don't know, man. (laughs) That's a tough one. John Glover is a gay actor, but I don't really. He's not really playing a gay role. I think it's that neighbor, Mrs. Beasley. Mrs. Beasley or Ms. Beasley? I don't know. That's possible. Yeah. Was she a spinster? <laughs> yeah. She never meant she's she's selling beauty products. Yeah. That muddies the waters a bit. Mm-hmm. That's about as close as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what it's should we give it to? This is a crapshoot. I'll I'll give it a one. A just one. the sheer yeah, or just the sheer sort of like shot in the dark that it's Fair that enough. she was a spinster. I'll give it a two, just two. based on the sort of maybes that we've come up with. Yeah, I'll give it a two. Giving it a 1.67. All right. Now we are, that's it for the bonus categories. Now we're into the iconic category. So these categories are larger, more wide reaching categories. So it's zero to 300 for these next few categories. Jesus. Right? (laughs) Brace yourself. (laughs) Oh my God. This is a Byzantine scoring system. I love it. Oh my God. All right. I thought we were done with the the bonus. (laughs) You you really should put the fucking bonus ones at the end. Where's the fun in that? We got to end strong. Kind of a bait and switch on that one. All right. So, all right. right. What are these? The first one. I'll tell you the first one, Tim. What would you give the Incredible Shrinking Woman on a scale of zero to 300 in homoeroticism? How homoerotic is the Incredible Shrinking Woman? If the volleyball scene in Top Gun, that scene alone (laughs) is 100, what is this? The only thing I wrote down is like, the son has a poster of Ponch and John from Chips on his wall. Yeah, but that's because he was on the TV show Chips, that actor. What actor? The kid. Oh, but still, the poster is on the wall. Right. Not like a nod, like an Easter egg. <laughs> it's not like his version of a Farrah Fawcett poster, is what I'm saying. No, but I'm saying the poster itself, the image of sure. Ponch and John, you could mm-hmm. construe as being a homoerotic image. True. Okay, so I'm there you go. That's something. Three hundred. No. <laughs> I don't think we're out of ten here. But <laughs> I don't, this is yeah, double digits. Yeah, that's no. There's not even any. Anytime it is erotic, yeah. it's uncomfortable. Like when she's like tiny right. and sneaking into his bed and just like, ugh, this is gross. Right. Also, why right, can't he exactly. keep the dollhouse in the bedroom at night? Why does he have to like? Well, you're shrinking. Right, yeah. You can't sleep in the, in same the other room. room. Right. Right. Why can't she live in a drawer? Thank you. <laughs> like, why does it get trapped in the drawer? A cupboard. I think. I think. I think a dollhouse is probably the best option in in that situation. Yeah, then 
on the end table, at least. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> off the floor. You got to be off the floor. Yeah. So, what do you want to give this for homoeroticism? Oh, out of 300, dude. This is like super low. I, by grading on a curve, I'll say 10. I don't know. It's really, <laughs> 10. I, I can't think of anything. Yeah. I'll go seven. Uh, I'll go five. Put in an average of 7.33. Hey, that's 6.33 points higher than the Philadelphia story. That's not bad. <laughs> I mean, okay. that's bad, but um, <laughs> all right. The next one, Queer 101. How much of this would you say is an, an essential queer text? Not at all, really. I, I mean, the only the argument you could make would be the Joel Schumacher, Lily Tomlin, Jane Wagner of it. Yeah, so, like, there's not like asterisk territory, you know? I feel like this is more of like just a feminist movie and uh, or like a movie for like women. You know, about especially about the, being the housewife and the shrinking. Sure. So, no, I mean, I don't know. I don't think this. Yeah, it's pretty low. I don't think if you get to uh, if your class is bringing up. For that. No, you're right. <laughs> if uh, no, nope, you did. <laughs> if your queer 101 class is bringing up this movie, you should ask for a refund. It certainly isn't some kind of iconic film. In, I don't think as so. far as I can tell. No, no. I would say uh, maybe garbage disposal 101. It would score very. Oh, high. well, sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and like a ranking of like movies, crazy one-off scenes, it would be like a three hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like is there that one scene that really fucking everybody remembers? It's like that should, if anything, I should go back. That should have been my monkey business category. But it's like, does it have the one scene that fucking everybody you'd say just immediately know who you're talking about? Yeah, but no, there's no other as an iconic gay film. I don't think it even would qualify. I'll go. I'll get. I'll give it a. Zero. Zero. Yeah, I think just based hell? on the the triumvirate of Lily Tomlin, Jane Wagner, and Joel Schumacher, I will give it a nine. A nine. Um. Odd. It can't be higher than Tootsie. Uh, I'll give it a seven. Um, giving it a five point three three, which is the lowest we've had. It's lower than the next highest after this is. Tootsie, which got a 17.33. So this is a, a basement territory. All right, finally, this is probably the best of the iconic categories for this movie. <laughs> camp factor. How campy is the incredible shrinking woman? I'd say it's pretty campy. I think the uh the whole case to I mean, I the whole slapstickiness of the chase at the end. Yeah. I don't know if that really he throws the banana peels and they all slip <laughs> on them. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, all right, that's you know, but that's really, I mean, do the giant props, does the, does the, her getting smushed so. in with the stuff in the, in the, that, that, like, not just being trapped in the garbage disposal, the thing that really always resonated too was like, she's getting, like, all that shit's getting all of gross <laughs> food. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she does at one point say, thank heaven for polyester. The John Waters movie? You think that's what she's referring to? I don't think that's what she was referring to. <laughs> I think she was referring to her blouse. Oh. <laughs> I probably don't have as good an understanding of camp. I guess I'll give it like a 50. 50. Yeah. I'll give it a 125. Wow. All right. Out of 300. I got a quick list of campy things I noticed. 
So here we go. Not liking cheese and cans. Garish production design. Kids dress as cowboys. Chaotic car rides. Flow naturals. Line of products. Airport presence. Jingles in real life. A home life that's mostly screaming. Loving your crazy life. Mike's Macho Meal. Media sensations. Mr. Whipple. The Mike Douglas Show. Secret cabals. Hanging out in the nativity scene. Oversized props. Playing drunk driving for laughs. Making a point not to get involved with clones. Wanting to shrink the world. The Jackie King show and finally a gorilla using profanity uh i'll give it a 130 there you go i did like that line about i make it a point not to get involved with clones <laughs> yeah <laughs> are clones real can i ask you that uh People clones are you allowed to say I, well i'm allowed to say that probably not that i'm aware of fair enough thank <laughs> god <laughs> like, like we're running low on people of. you know we need a clone right, exactly. yeah I guess right. if you it was organs. really, really weird that that guy believed that. Like, that's a very <laughs> outlandish fucking. Where he's like, you're not yeah. Pat, you're a clone. It's like, what the like, dude? What's what the leap? Weird? What else is going on <laughs> in this lab? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like that's not even a commonplace thing in 1981, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jane like, Wagner just had to get that in. She knew. She knows. She's on to something. Yeah. She sees the future. She sees the future. All right. So, hey, got a 101.67 in camp, which is 40 points higher than the Philadelphia story. Okay. All right. All right. Finally, we're at the end. Damn. No worries. Don't you worry. The crown <laughs> jewels. All right. So these categories, we don't rate. We just say yes or no. Okay. The first one, a 50% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does the Incredible Shrinking Woman have a positive portrayal of homosexuality? No. No. I would say, I mean, sometimes we could make the case that, like, well, the creative team behind it, but um, not in this case. Mm -mm. If yeah, it was a I good movie, the, maybe, you know. If we have noticed one trend here uh, in this conversation tonight, it's that the the bona fides of the creative team are doing a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and yet <laughs> to no effect. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like they're like, it's going to have an incredibly low score and it's going to be almost entirely based on just on their bona fides. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, right. <laughs> having nothing to do with this particular fucking movie. You know, it's bad. What is like, it might as well have been directed by straight people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty much. Finally, negative 50% of all the points if this is the movie Stonewall. This is not the movie Stonewall, so it will not lose 50% of its points. All, all right. right, that's it. We're done. We're all done, Tim. So now that we've gone through it, do you still think it's going to end up somewhere in the 40s? I think it's probably going to come in around 12 to 15%. Okay. <laughs> all right. I will tell you exactly how it did. Out of a total possible 2,064.08 points, The Incredible Shrieking Woman has scored 598.8, giving a percentage of 28.98, making it the 177th wow. gayest <laughs> movie ever. Not as gay as Wayne's World, but gayer than Julie and Julia. And also, it's tied. It has the same score as I now pronounce you, Chuck and Larry. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it might as well be a homophobic movie at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, Jeez. it makes sense because they're all kind of the same sort of like sketch, but not real. You know, like Wayne's World. It, like, I did feel this movie felt like a very mediocre SNL movie. 
Well, it wasn't it was I think it was Gilda Radner, but maybe it was Lily mm. Tomlin. But what what's the bit with the lady on the giant chair? No, that oh, was Lily was... Tomlin. That was part of that was one of her characters. She was like a little girl, and I th- she always like ended it with like, and that's the truth, and like would stick out her tongue. Did that come before this movie? Because I wouldn't be I surprised. Think that was from that. I think it was. Right? I mean, I but she also, Lily Tomlin also had a ton of like TV specials, so I'm sure it's from there. I'm. Sh- I wonder if it, that's just they were just like, let's take everyone loves that bit. Let's yeah. do that. <laughs> we, everyone loves seeing Lily. The the, the, the test results oversized are in. We love seeing with oversized shit. So let's have a whole movie of that. <laughs> I'm like, well, what should we do? And they're like, well, there's that incredible shrinking man movie. We could do that, and you can be around a ton of oversized stuff. <laughs> the audience will go apes. You can literally stand on a soapbox. It's perfect. That was print oh, money for years. That was the third joke. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> well, Tim. Thank you for what bringing a treat. this movie in. <laughs> but it was certainly uh, fun to talk about it with you. This is was there... so much fun, guys. Just, <laughs> I really, I didn't know what to expect. So uh, but this it's wildly exceeded my expectations. So <laughs> great, uh, wonderful. <laughs> I, I I haven't laughed this much in a long time. I'm sorry I brought such a horrifying week. Bad no, people have brought right, please. Conver- Clearly, we've got several worse. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud of it. I'm proud. I'm, Good. I'm, proud, I'm proud of you should that, be. That, 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 that the movie I drunkenly demanded that John <laughs> have me on the show to discuss was just terribly uh not even within the within the realm of what you guys are trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> but it helps. You missed the mark and yet also you know? hit the mark. But data is data. You know what I mean? It's all it's all mm-hmm. we have the we have the, the statistics now. Tim, is there anything you'd like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? Not particularly. As you mentioned, when <laughs> I came on to start, I'm the news editor for Coast to Coast AM. It's like the world's biggest paranormal radio show syndicated across the country. I write there. I used to be the old Art Bell show for people who are old oh, yeah. uh-huh. And I write the news articles for their website. So if they want to read stuff that I've written, they can go to uh, coast2to, coastam.com. And uh, if they want to listen to my podcast, they can go to banalofamerica.com. It's uh, B-I-N-N-A-L-L of America.com. And it's uh, it's not as wild as this, but it's certainly <laughs> as I don't take anything too seriously. It's, we, we really embrace the absurd of the paranormal. So, you know, it's somewhat in that vein, I guess you could say. And uh, that's why John and I connected uh, up and Indeed. up to him, so. <laughs> Is yeah. What is like, hap- what's like the hot, paranormal trend right now is there like a, oh it used to be like you know transdimensional bigfoots but now what you know so people think like the government's going to tell the truth about aliens and stuff like that but i don't i don't buy it myself because why would they do that yeah <laughs> and, and and also this we've been in this a long time you kind of come to the realization that like there's real world problems out there that <laughs> go, <laughs> we should maybe focus on instead. Yeah. Go beyond. Um, we, we need to pressure the government to tell us the truth about aliens. It's like, yeah, maybe we, we get healthcare first and yeah, then, right. then we can work on the aliens. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's fun. So you do it. Uh, the, you approach it with a, a sense of fun, not taking exactly, it too seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm not like a, true believer in a sense you know like when i meet people first oh do you believe in that stuff it's like i believe there's something weird going on but i don't i'm not i don't subscribe to like i'm not like the aliens are coming here man and we need to <laughs> this need one to this book's the, the truth right yeah exactly 
I do think that the one movie that sticks with me for like alien abduction stuff is always Fire in the Sky. Like they that was the first one that made like alien abductions like truly like oh that would be terrifying. <laughs> that's, a, that's a creepy movie. That's, that's a really, really creepy a, movie. Have you seen that one, John? Fire I in haven't. the Sky. Oh, no. John. Oh, Mark. It's good. Well, Tim, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a really uh, great <laughs> time. adventure. An adventure. Thank you. Um, it was you fun. Follow, I enjoyed it. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens, TWO Old Queens, and follow me on Letterboxd where I maintain the current movie rankings. Yeah, so you can email us at Two Old Queens, TWO Old Queens at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought. If we got anything wrong, we'd love hearing from you. Um, we also got a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash two old queens and subscribe to uh, the retirement plan. You get twice the queenage every month. And yeah. for $7, you'll get the uh, a monthly episode of Catching Up where we just shoot the shit. Yeah. And I, we also have merch. If you go to T Public and search for two old queens, there's a lot of fun stuff you can buy for yourself and your loved ones. And a percentage of all the proceeds goes to the Okra Project. So you're not just buying merch, you're helping people out. And that's it for us. We'll see you next time, everybody. Stay safe. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. We didn't get that right. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.